0: And
1: hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Zach here. Alex is here as well. Hello. Hello.
0: Hello, hello.
1: We have a lot to talk about today. Nashville, IndyCar, Watkins Glen, NASCAR. But first, we wanted to touch on a sad topic. Bob Jenkins, you um, if you've watched motorsports in any capacity, you've probably heard his voice, even if you don't know who he is. Um, he passed away yesterday from brain cancer, 73 years old. Um, If you don't know who he is, he was a legendary motorsports commentator for not only IndyCar, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, um, for NASCAR as well. He was on a lot of um, ESPN, um, ABC, NASCAR broadcasts um, in the late 90s um, and also the 80s. Um, Personally, I know I heard him like when I first started watching IndyCar, he was still doing stuff on TV um last few years he did stuff um for the he brought what he i think he did the radio the indy 500 radio broadcast i believe yeah
0: he did the pa at indy for the indy 500
1: every year right yeah um so basically he broadcasted the indy 500 in some capacity for like about 40 straight years from 79 to 2020 um so it's he's a big deal he's every again it's like when he's one of those people where it's like, if you watched motorsports, you know who he is. He's just one of those prominent figures that maybe he's not the most important, but he is one of the important kind of, I guess, I don't know. Like he, he, he was the broadcast, right? He, he yeah. Like his voice is, um, so recognizable. His voice is so memorable. Um, he called so many iconic moments, um, in nascar and indycar think about all the iconic indy 500 moments he's covered um even the nascar broadcasts in the 90s um there's so many so um not ones i personally remember because obviously I wasn't alive but you know even Mm -hmm. you know me and alex were young we still um appreciate how much he contributed um it is really sad to see him um you know pass away um yeah i in cancer i i'm just okay i lost my dad to cancer and it's just it's just sucks like just they're all gone too soon um right yeah so um the whole motorsports community has been kind of talking about bob and we wanted to do something to just touch on it um yeah it just I, it's sad it's sad Um, gone too soon i I as I said, 2020, he was still doing Indy 500 PA. You know, um, he loved he loved motorsport, especially obviously the Indianapolis um, Motor Speedway and IndyCar. Um, yeah, um, he definitely will be missed. Um, I'm thoughts with obviously his family and friends, his close family and friends, and I I do I think it's cool that NASCAR and IndyCar are racing together this weekend. I think at, it's very
0: fitting, very fitting. It's so
1: it's so perfect. Um, Cause I'm definitely expecting a lot of tributes from both garages. Um, so mm-hmm. I am looking forward to that at least. So yeah, um, I guess that's all I really have to say. Um,
0: <laughs> I did. I did want to say that last year I went to the IndyCar race at gateway and mm-hmm. Bob was actually the PA announcer. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to look this up to make sure it was, it really sounded like him and it was, um, he started doing that, in, I think 2019. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to say, like, "Hey, I got to be at one of the last races." He got to commentate, right? Um, yeah, and my favorite, one of my favorite moments of his, like I've watched a lot of highlights because you, it was before you and his right. time, really. A lot of highlights. One of my favorites is when the first Brickyard 400, when he called that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. That was a brilliant call for sure and then watching him in the versus channel turn to nbc sports network those races on Infra indycar um his voice is just made for calling it racing. is it really was yeah
1: it really was like and he is one of the i feel like he's one of the legendary like people like i guess people call him like one of if not the most like iconic motorsports commentator in america i think like, mm-hmm. only maybe like with Ken Squire, you know, like just without oh, recognizable, well, he is on the NASCAR side. He, um, and yeah, IndyCar, I started watching IndyCar in 2011 when it was still on the Versus Channel. And Bob, I think 2011, I don't know if that was his last year, it might have been 2012, I guess. Um, I think his last year was
0: 2012, 2012, I think. yeah, yeah,
1: right. Because, yeah, so I, I mean, I got to see one of his, like, you know, last few TV broadcasts, Um, but then you mentioned the highlights, I forgot to mention that, yeah, like, if you've seen any NASCAR highlights, like, ever, you've probably heard his voice, because yeah. of all the races he's done in NASCAR, so, yeah, he's just one of those prominent figures, and, you know, there's, um, He still is like, you know, more the previous generation, I guess, because, you know, we relate more, not relate more, but we're more like the Alan Bestwick, some Mike Joy. Mm -hmm. Mike Joy, he's still kind of that generation, but yeah, um, you know, definitely Bob will be missed. And, um, I mean,
0: 73, 73 is still pretty young, too. And yeah, all that he's he did like, no. And he was really going. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. As recent as last year, August, at, at the very least, just calling that race a gateway, like I said, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that just shows his passion, too, because, I mean, he could retire, I mean, you don't realize people could retire at that age, you know, doing that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I, I have to figure he's able to retire, but he loves, he loves doing it, you know, you you would have to think, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, looking forward to this weekend, seeing the tributes, because um, I know both garages have a lot of respect for him. And I think it'll be cool to see. Again, I just I'm so glad it's like this, this weekend's happening next. Like the right. and NASCAR collab is just going to be such a such it's a, really
0: poetic. It really is. It's
1: poetic. Exactly. That's that's exactly. Um, but yeah, so um, moving on from that, um, got the sad stuff out of the way. Um, NASCAR and IndyCar. That's the topic for today um, because they returned from the Olympics. um, NASCAR at Watkins Glen, which is always a good one. Mm -hmm. IndyCar at Nashville. um, At a new Nashville street circuit. We'll talk about both those races. We're going to start with NASCAR because that was the first race of that day. Right? So let's just...
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's why we're talking about a surge, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... Um, young money, young money, Kyle Larson, he won, obviously, you know, um, the, I didn't, so I was at a, a my little cousin's birthday party through stage one and two, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if, how much I missed, um, how, how much did I miss actually? You, like did You probably,
0: like, did I... I think you probably got home like halfway through stage two, maybe.
2: So yeah, I think, actually, I, I remember, yeah.
0: So I remember texting you because I picked Bell. obviously. I was like, oh, my gosh, Bell's up to top five already. We're really early in the race, and Kyle Busch is 17th. I was feeling right. great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that. But um, did you like this race at Watkins Glen?
1: I think well? I kind of enjoy it, especially mostly because that last green flag run was so interesting to me because it chase elliott was like 12 seconds back and i knew that he could win that race you know mm-hmm. like you just know um the comeback drive um that he was on like he was and just kind of hearing them talk about them conserving tires mm-hmm. for that last run oh that's good that's good you cannot get that is nascar racing i'm sorry I'm sorry it wasn't four wide because apparently some people do not like that race. Of course, people, NASCAR fans don't like the race sometimes, but like I thought that was really good. I and mm-hmm. I hate NASCAR, bro. Y'all, see y'all follow me on Twitter. Y'all know how much I complain,
0: yeah, and bitch about the races. You tweeted that you love NASCAR yesterday.
1: I yeah. What the. <laughs> so much fun. Well, I wasn't having a ball or anything, but I was, like, really, like, paying attention. I was enjoying it. Um, I think the whole, like, the the battle before that last run, I think it was Truex. Truex was having a really good run. Truex was trying to hold off Larson. No, it was Truex, Bell, and Larson. mm mm-hmm. um, And
0: Moment of the race.
1: Right, this and race. I knew Larson, he was, I liked how he was just kind of chilling back there, like, saving his tires. Mm-hmm. Bell, Bell was being really aggressive because that block to the very inside mm-hmm. um, that was that was getting kind of that was getting kind of spicy. Got even spicier when um and just for context, so yeah, Alex picked Christopher Bell. I picked Kyle Bush. I picked Kyle Bush, but Kyle Larson, he's still on my team because he <laughs> saw Christopher Bell and he was like, "Nope, I'm Zach's fantasy pick." I gotta help Kyle Bush out sit <laughs> Christopher Bell around and turn one. Oh my god. That's some shit.
0: That was That's the a- funniest moment of the race just because of our race picks exclusively.
1: <laughs> it, I I go on and on, on about this. We go on and on, on about this. Our race picks make the NASCAR race so entertaining.
0: They do, they really do. Yeah. Like, I was actually cheering for Christopher Bell and usually pretty neutral with them, but I was like really right. was like, oh my god, get the lead. He was coming through the field. I was so excited. Then your man's Rexon. I was like, of course, of course.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was so right. funny. Yeah. And um. And I needed a win in fantasy too. I'm way you behind.
1: Wins. Like you I was like, oh, do need wins.
0: today. Yeah.
1: You literally like. I think the gap that it is now, you would literally need to win four. You need four actual wins before the season ends. I think.
0: I mean, you had like four or five in a row at one point. So yeah, <laughs> it's possible.
1: I could have picked Kyle Larson, too. For
0: mm-hmm. Watkins, I, Neither I of us picked him. him. Neither of us picked him. And I questioned that last week.
1: I I, I think because Watkins Glen is such a Chase Elliott track. It just yeah. is.
0: And I mean, it like, was, too. Chase Elliott was easily driver of the day yesterday.
1: Right. Right. Um.
0: For Sunday. Yeah.
1: But I just didn't have the vibe for Mm -hmm. Kyle Larson. I was like, no, Joe Gibbs, Kyle Busch, he's had more momentum. Mm -hmm. Momentum didn't matter. We had a two-week break. I don't know. (sighs) Whatever. I mean, obviously, I'm still in the lead. I'm like Lewis Hamilton right now. I'm like, yeah, the tires are dead, 22nd lead. Like, like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to play. I literally have a 12-point lead. Like, oh my god.
0: Yeah, Um, you have a... Yeah, in fantasy right now, it's 23-11. to So, I mean
1: yeah one I have my work it out just for me winning, one mm-hmm. point for just like winning the battle and then if your driver wins the race three points just a reminder yeah. for the viewers the viewers the listeners um <laughs> god I yeah so but no I back to the original point um
0: yeah yeah
1: I did enjoy that race um and I yeah my relationship with NASCAR is still kind of weird right now because the whole championship thing makes me really not care about this part of the season. And then even when the playoffs do kick in, I hate the mm-hmm. playoff. So it's like, I actually hate this. Oh, it's just I, so rough.
0: This was probably the best race since Nashville. This was probably the first race I've watched the whole way through since Nashville. Right. Um, like I could actually, like one, I, I've been busy, but also two, I actually cared to watch the whole thing. So and-
1: also, three. The whole thing was only like two hours and eleven minutes. Exactly. Um, yeah. We,
0: yeah that we, was we pretty talked nice. about that. It was nice. Like this is like the length of a Formula One race.
1: Right. Yeah. Like, um, I still don't like. I think honestly, I feel like most NASCAR races, they need to calculate green flag running time to be mm-hmm. about just over two hours. And then, if you count for you know the the ten cautions we're gonna get,
0: that's yeah. three, hour.
1: like, well, I mean, three hours. Like, I think three hours, pretty, pretty. Think
0: decent. of think of how faster, much faster this race would have went if we didn't have a competition caution and the two stage cautions. This would have been right. over le- under two hours, easy. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's why I enjoyed that race. Honestly, the green because the mm-hmm. caution came out, mm-hmm. that would have sucked. I'm sorry, that would have just been so lame because there was and- so much tension building.
0: Honestly, Zach, you skipped like the perfect part of the race because you missed a competition caution. You missed stage one, but then it was just stage two and the rest. Right. Because um, the start of the race really lagged because of that competition caution. Then you had the stage. It but always it, does. But then after that, it was it really flowed a lot better.
2: It,
1: and it always does every yep. single week. And I literally I'm, I'm I'm being so literal right now. Every single week. It's like that. Stage three is the most interesting part of the race, and it's not because it's at the end of the race; it's because it's green most of the time, like literally. Like there's actual like there is a flow. There's a flow to the race. You that battle with Truex, and Bell, and Larson naturally Mm -hmm. progresses. Okay, Larson beat Truex on pit road, and now oh wait, Chase Elliott's coming. He's twelve seconds back, but oh now he's like there. He might get him. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's that's racing. And I watched a lot of the Olympics. I watched a lot of the long distance running there. And there's just something, and this is what I like about train racing at Daytona and Talladega. Um, I I know no one's, like, endangered of their lives or anything, so it's boring. But I like like train racing at super speedways because there's so much tension building because Mm – you have to like stay in well this is more like the running like people running but you have to stay in that lead group you have to spend energy to stay in it Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: then what are you going to do once you get down to it that last like bit of the race like are you gonna have enough energy to get there um right stuff like that and that we kind of saw something like that in nascar you know Mm -hmm. i was like so when is kyle larson gonna like stop saving tires when chase elliott it's near but oh wait there's a lot of traffic too that's so interesting
0: yeah the I lot of traffic was what... so interesting because kyle was getting held up by them so much but then it's like oh wait chase has to go through that too now it mm-hmm. was it was really good
1: yeah you only need two people to have a race that's mm. i think something nascar fans forget um there was that. a
0: comment i don't know who it was but someone said something under reply and it was done they said uh No, I didn't like this race because the winner was determined after that one pit stop. So I didn't like it. It's like, no, not really.
1: (laughs) No, it wasn't determined. No, like it literally wasn't determined, though. What the? That's so stupid. Like
0: Kyle had to get through (laughs) the lap traffic. Chase was flying. And it's like, was it unlikely Chase is going to catch him? Yeah. But also anything anything could happen. (laughs) And, you know, he had Brad Keselowski out there who was a ricochet all day, so... Right. And he had to get around him, too.
1: We've seen crazier things. Pocono! Pocono! Kyle Larson at Pocono! Right, right. We've seen crazier things happen. Yeah. I'm just saying. Look, we just seen, we've just seen crazier things and happen. And Larson's, like,
0: Larson's lost a lot of races this year from weird circumstances, right. you know?
1: And hopefully those lost playoff points don't come back to bite them. It's unlikely right. that it, it could will.
0: look it's at Harvard last year,
1: right? Unlikely means unlikely, not impossible. We've, right. seen, we've seen Kevin Harvick, Kevin yep. Harvick missed the last round. You'd never know. Um, not that I like the playoffs or anything. I'm just saying.
0: So. Right. <laughs> um, so team yeah. Pinski, I did mention Kislowski. Uh, they started one, two, three, and they finished fourteenth, twenty-second, and thirty-fifth. Uh, mm-hmm. what happened? That sounds like
1: the IndyCar race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what happened
0: with Team Pinsky at Watkins Glen, Zach?
1: I, when you said what happened, I'm just imagining Brooks' Twitter. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happened?
2: <laughs>
1: um. Number one, Joey in the Verizon car was kinda hot. I'm gonna be real. I
0: did I That's do cool. like that Verizon scheme.
1: That was um that was kinda hot. And, <laughs> like, did you I see Joey
0: know. in the fire suit?
1: Yeah. Is he running it next week? Cause the cup race at Indy's called the Verizon 200. so maybe I'm gonna, I think I'll...
0: let me look at uh Bob Pockras tweeted the okay driver lineup. I'll look into that.
1: Cause Austin Sindrick is running the money Lion car. Which mm. you think it'd be Verizon, or at least I don't know. Um, I was just wondering. It's not important. I was just wondering. So um, none of them about? are none,
0: none of them are running Verizon unless it's They're, just not updated.
1: That's fucking and it, stupid. And then, then Cendric, Xfinity,
0: Xfinity Cendric's running PPG.
1: Exactly. You know, gay rights, but like it's
0: like <laughs> gay <laughs> rights, like, but, but it's, there's always a but.
1: Xfinity Reese <laughs> is a Pins Oil 150 or some shit. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. I'm actually. Ex- Never mind. We'll get to indie road course. Sorry.
2: Yeah, um, yeah You're good.
1: What are we talking about? Team Penske. For- Sorry. Team ADAT. Penske. Um. Yeah. No. They. I didn't see Blaney much today, but obviously he finished 14th. So let's give a give a golf clap to Mr. Ryan Blaney. <laughs> golf clap. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Yeah. I I saw. Bitch, this was funny when Brad fucking lost his rear uh mm-hmm. rear of the car and slammed into Joey. I texted you. I was like, girl, come on. And you said, you said they're going to fight next year. And that is so funny to me because they're going to.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, that wasn't any, there's no, like, intention there, obviously. Like, Brad's breaks were terrible all day. But, like, they're going to fight. There's so much tension between those two.
2: Yeah. Like, like,
0: they will fight one day. It's I can't wait.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, oh, you know what's fucked up? The hmm. highest finishing Penske car was Matt Benedetto on 11. <laughs> Wait, we gotta bring him up for a minute. Because- oh, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> Zach just dropped his phone. That was funny.
1: Yeah, sorry, my, my phone just dropped like Matt Benedetto's career. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, how are you about to drop to the Xfinity series? Ooh. So,
0: yeah, we Dude. had our episode, right, a few weeks ago like, dissing him, and we got a lot of shit for it. Uh, but then he's he's like, oh yeah, I'm too good for Xfinity and truck, blah blah blah. Right. But then the media asked him again, and he's like, oh, I'll, I'll run Xfinity, yeah, I'll right. do that.
1: Because <laughs> you know what, Matt DeBened- you know who Matt DeBenedetto was talking to over the last two weeks? Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody's
2: calling him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, he was only talking
0: oh. to God when he got baptized in a uh, Michael McDowell's pool. That's all.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's a run. I can't. Oh. That was
1: so funny. Not the baptism, mm. just like the fucking. No, it was kind of funny because I didn't expect Michael McDowell. I didn't know he could do that because apparently Michael McDowell's like licensed to do that stuff. So.
0: Mm-hmm. I think cool. it's cool. Like, cool. It's- I just think it's kind of funny. You're doing it in a pool but yeah, you everything to else
1: in front row, might as well get to know him <laughs> I could actually see him going to the i don't see him going to the thirty eight because he's too good for it um mm-hmm. but um i I wouldn't be surprised because alfredo he's uh, that thirty eight is just kind of a roulette of um drivers right now and they need a veteran in it
0: mm-hmm. I'm telling you he should have been schmoozing pinsky trying to get that twenty two car next year
1: i know he, he should have been he, he had a
0: he had a whole year to try and get it, but he's like, right. nah, I'm going nah. to stay in the cup. I'm going to stay in the cup. Because I'm good a for bad
1: Because yep. I don't, honestly, <laughs> I don't hate Matt DiBenedetto. I don't. I, well, I I, I did kind of lose respect for him the way he trashed Wood Brothers. Um, yeah.
0: He's just that, No, that was
1: very immature from him, honestly. I, I can be real with you. It just was. Mm-hmm. But personally I'm not pressed against him what he's doing I don't care what NASCAR drivers do in case Uh I I, most of the time I say stuff on Twitter just to fuck with y'all because it's Uh fun um so
0: Zach Zach, Zach, were we wrong because Matt DiMendetto was the best Penske car for one weekend were we wrong about what we said
1: I don't know man Penske was kind of having (laughs) a shit show so Mm -hmm. because didn't Joey run up front early in the race
0: yeah Joey won stage one
1: Oh, right. So, um, I mean, I don't know. Good run. I mean, it's not a top 10, though. So, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and he's good at road courses. He is. Um, yeah. But you got to do better than top 10, I, I guess. If you're, an- I-, I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to tell him how to drive his car and live his life. But mm. uh, it is what it is. Um, <sighs> But, yeah, I just wanted to mention that real quick because yeah. I, th- I thought yeah. it was funny. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to mention before we move on to our next like topic in the NASCAR thing, the top seven was all Mm -hmm. Hendrick and JGR. And Mm. I think that's kind of, those are obviously the two teams they've won. um, I don't know what the percentage of races has been. I think we've talked about it on the previous episode though. They've been winning a lot of the races, especially lately. Um, You know, besides like a few like Amarola and Kurt Busch, but um. I and where did Alex Bowman finish? He finished. I think he had a problem. He must, he finished 20. Yeah.
0: Bowman was not a factor yesterday at all. Right.
1: Yeah. He's just been, he's yeah. been inconsistent. Like, luckily, it's the playoff format. So he doesn't need to be too consistent. Yeah. But like, at the same time, if you, you need, he needs to be able to put three races together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking about the rounds. Like, we have some mile and a half in that last one. That makes me nervous because he hasn't been the best at mile and a half. And so then, like, whatever. My point being, I wonder how much of the round of eight is going to be of those eight cars, the JGR and um, mm-hmm. HMS squad, because um, that's just a thought I wanted to put out for you and for the the, the, the listeners. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, Larson, Elliott, they're going to be there. Kyle Busch, I think, I honestly... I predicted him for the championship, didn't I? Didn't I?
0: I think you did.
1: I'm glad I did, cause I think you did. I think he's gonna make it to Phoenix. Um, Christopher Bell, I think he's he's low key solid enough. Truex, if he gets to the round of eight, I think he could be a threat. Um, I think Cameron, the last,
0: I think the final four spots are really gonna be between like Bowman and Truex, like the final the fourth spot in the final four, right. I think it's maybe like playoff points, Bowman versus Truex. like who can yeah. win or make it on points. I don't know if Hamlin's consistent enough. Like he's been very consistent, obviously, but like when you get to the but round this of format, eight, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This format doesn't reward what Hamlin's doing, unfortunately. I feel like like mm-hmm. if he gets the regular season championship, yeah, I mean that's like 15 playoff points, which yeah. is cool. But it's like like Larson has won – he has 25 playoff points and he's still able to probably beat denny and then get just get like basically a three wins from those 15 points so it's yeah it's just like hamlin (laughs) and he hasn't been like in the playoffs you need to catch attention like if i'm not Mm -hmm. if you're not catching our attention you're probably not doing good enough so I, i don't see hamlin making it too far i think he could probably do the round of eight but if he gets out in the round of 12 i actually wouldn't be that surprised
0: no, because you really just have to be at the top of your game. I think he'll make the round of eight. I don't know if he'll – he'll have to win, I think, to make it to the championship four because everyone else has so yeah. many playoff points compared to him. Yeah.
1: Um, But, like, again, though, he just finished fifth at Watkins Glen. Like, he's just so consistent. I mean, right. I, you can point your way, but having, like, you know, I don't even know how many stage wins he has either because I don't think he has that, any, that many, if any. Like, if, he if he has some,
0: ain't isn't many. Yeah, like so, you can't have that many.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just wanted y'all to start thinking about that, um, because I, I, if I have to make a prediction now, honestly, I could see Larson, Elliott, Truex, and Kyle Bush in the final four. Um, yeah,
0: the top, totally. The
1: top four from Watkins Glen, but I was just looking. I was like, no, I see those four. I can see it because mm-hmm. um, I think it'll be split between HMS and JGR. Maybe a Penske, maybe an a- SHR could sneak in there, like Mark
0: you know. A, but, a few a few weeks ago, you were saying I don't see a Pinsky making the Final Four, and I was like, No, I bet someone makes it in, but at this point, I don't think so. I agree with not you now. They're that good either. Like
1: they're just they're just they're, just, they're too inconsistent. I mean, just look, Watkins Benton was a shit show from them, but JGR yeah. and HMS and, literally covered the top seven,
0: right? Like, and Penske started one, two, three. Like they yeah. they had started with the advantage, and it started out. They way. had
1: a good New Hampshire race. Mm-hmm. Um. But they didn't come out with a win, right? And Kizowski right. what he has one win this year. Logano has one win. Blaney yeah. has one win.
0: So that's it. Blaney Blaney's win was when he passed Larson. Logano's was the dirt race. And then Brad was Talladega.
1: Right. Like but that's it doesn't I would not, say not, I
0: would say Blaney's win right Blaney's win was the most like on merit. The other two were kind right. of just random, you know? Right.
1: And Blaney, we know Blaney. We know how he just does his season. He'll yeah. win in, like, some random fucking part of the season, and then we don't hear from him much again. Yeah. Yeah. It's – the pl- and, you know, I hate the playoffs, but mm. now that we just talked about it, I'm kind of excited for it. But don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I will don't tell, tell anyone. anybody. not it's our little secret. It's our secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't tell Twitter. Don't tell Twitter. <laughs> i'm gonna be like oh these playoffs are so fucking stupid and fucking at big fucking big boy 97 is gonna be like but zach you said on the podcast that you were excited for i know but you know at playoff
0: lover 25 (laughs) says
1: (laughs) at chase elliott 99 94 like (laughs) um but yeah so a few little things with um Sorry, I zoned out. Radio Style Broadcast um, at Watkins Glen. I yes. wanted to talk about this because I don't think we've ever talked about it before. Um well, how do you feel about it? I want to get your opinion first. Um
0: I I really liked it in 2019. Um mm-hmm. this time it felt a little more sloppy. Uh I think it I think it just it's just there's constant talking. You know, and that's what the radio broadcast is because you can't visually see it on radio, right? But this is TV and we can see it. I found myself blanking out the commentary a lot on Sunday. So, like, Mike Bagley is awesome. I love listening right. to him. But, like, yeah. Jeff Burton and Dale Jr. are not cut out for it. Like, the first year what they did this was really good. It um, was, actually.
1: I think because it was different, though. Low-key. Yeah,
0: probably. And... You know, you only heard Rick Allen and Steve Liptar for like the str- front straightaway, or whatever. Which I mean, that's nice. <laughs> hey, but, I
1: think honestly, uh-huh. that's the that's my one argument for running the boot at Watkins Glen, so we <laughs> we don't have to hear as much from Rick Allen. <laughs> 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 we can add Parker Clearman in the boot. We're good. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're good. But uh, <laughs> I guess they're they're doing it again in Indianapolis. I guess so. See yeah, how that they goes. did it
1: for the oval race, um, a few years ago.
0: Which I remember that,
1: yeah, It was kind of weird, low key. Mm-hmm. Um, um that that 2018 Indy finish, that was good. I, I just remembered. Um, no, like, shoot, what am I talking about? Um, yeah, no. So the radio broadcast. So you basically touched on kind of my opinion on it. So. Mm-hmm when we have the tv in front of us showing the race it gives the tv broadcasters the advantage of um Mm -hmm. they don't like they don't have to tell us what's happening visually like Mm -hmm. the radio people obviously we can't see on the radio we can't see the cars so right all the time they constantly have to supplement us you know the visual of what the race looks like right um They don't have time, they don't have much time to talk about anything else on TV. You know, Rick Allen, Steve LaTart, Jeff Burton, Dale Jr., they have mm-hmm. the advantage of getting to talk about other stuff, deep things in the race. Um, maybe they have the potential to go more in depth than the radio does more of the time. Yeah, like talking about tire saving, talking about, um, you know, like, like, like when Dale Jr., is like Chase Elliott is looking inside to make him think. To make them think right right like radio you'd have to say that differently you'd have to be like oh chase elliott he's looking but he's not going there like they don't they don't have time to tell you why chase elliott is doing that yeah does that make sense yeah but yeah basically like tv broadcasters they have more of a chance when when you do this radio style broadcast on tv it just sounds like mike bagley and dale jr and jeff burton they're just talking because
0: yeah they like, have, it's to like talk. They have yeah,
1: when really they don't need to. If it feels like,
0: and NBC already has an issue with where they're already talking all the time. It's like, right? Y'all can shut up for a little bit, you know? Like we can, yeah. we can see it. Like that's that's a big reason why I miss Alan Bestwick because he would just kind of let the race, you could let the viewers see the story fold out in front of them, mm-hmm. like the fir- like on restarts and stuff. The the booth yeah. would, would just stay quiet and. I don't know, and then Alan's voice would just come in very powerfully. And it's like, and this person leads lap one. Like it was just really cool. That's why I missed that. This, yeah, it's like, it it's like you're gonna get three hours of just constant yelling. Right, Rick Allen in the like And you know, Rick, Rick Allen, his voice actually gave me like goosebumps. But before the race started, it was like they had right. this really cool music to amp the viewer up. It was like. oh, and Rick Gallon's voice is so powerful. They're coming down yeah. the start-finish line. And he then it's like they start. Yeah, he mm-hmm. does. Then it's like they start, and it's like, oh.
2: <laughs> like, I, shut up.
0: Like, I almost <laughs> I almost wish they'd just had him do the pre-race show, you know? Damn. Um, I, Damn. I guess he he hypes me up before the race starts. And then the race starts, and he loses me. So a lot of that race, I actually had the TV muted because I didn't want to hear it, but I don't know. It was just getting old. I was like, oh my God, you guys keep yelling. Calm down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, and they're yelling the whole time too, because Mm -hmm. I mean, they, basically the entire lap, everyone has to do their play-by-play because that's Mm -hmm. how it is. Like they, it's like Dale Jr. has to talk at that part of the lap. He can't just chill, you know? Like he can't, like if he has nothing important to say, Mm-hmm. Then you get the problem of, okay, now they have to come up with stuff that they don't need to say. Like, mm-hmm. when you talked about the ESPN booth, Alan Bessel, he didn't have anything to say for that lap, right? Yeah. You can see the restart. There's nothing really interesting to say about it. Just watch the yeah. restart. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know chill. Just chill. Um, so, basically, what I'm trying to say is the radio broadcast just makes it so the more of what you're hearing is unimportant mm-hmm. stuff that you already can see.
0: And you know what? Another thing, Mike Joy on Fox, he like tells stories and stuff. Yeah. About the track and the race and drivers. Exactly. This this style broadcast, you can't do that. On radio, it makes sense because they're calling that race. But on TV, you can learn more. And like you said, you can go more in depth into stuff. You don't have to tell every single move that happens because we can see it. Yeah. So you really lose a lot, I feel.
1: And sometimes they give the the three that are at the radio stands or whatever um Mm -hmm. they give them a break and they'll just be rick and steve but then it's like okay well now you just lost half your staff like yeah now you just have two guys talking one's rick allen so you know he's gonna talk half the time maybe 60 percent like um because and honestly the new hampshire race was really good it was out rick allen i love that broadcast that was a really good broadcast
0: I don't know if we talked about it, but Dale Jr. was like the play-by-play. That was
1: actually really good. Like, what happened? You know, I want to mention something about the radio broadcast. Well, he Uh he does this other times too. Dale Jr. when he's like, oh, crash, back straight away. Like, that's so funny to me. That's so funny when he does that.
0: (laughs) He did that yesterday. Someone spun in front of him. He was yelling over Rick Allen. Someone spun over here. Someone spun over here.
1: I love it when he cuts (laughs) off people. N- not even because I don't want the people talking, but I just like. I mean, mm. you need to cut off people when you see something like that in front of you. Like they right. do it on the radio, right? Like, like mm-hmm. you'll hear they made to go like, "Oh
2: shit!" Like, God, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, So to wrap it up, I I don't actually mind it though. Still, even though I just talked so much shit about it, they don't do it that much. I, I, so I'm, it, I'm fine if
0: it's just like a couple times a year i i get why they're doing it i get it i just don't think it they already have a big problem with talking too much and then they add yeah. more talking it's like that's you need to do the opposite of what they're trying to do with it
1: i, I feel like they do it just to be quirky i don't think they probably I, they don't really have a reason to do it i just like i just explain like you know there's uh, no benefit to doing it Mm. I think they just do it just to get Mike Bagley and um just to be cool. Like legit. I mean,
0: NBC <laughs> does stuff, just tries experimenting with different stuff, and I think that's good. Which I appreciate. I'm glad they do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he, I, I mean
0: I'd like them, like I said though, I I really like them to have just have Rick host a pre race show for a week. It would really hype me up because he's really good yeah. at that kind of thing. But I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: And F <laughs> one, I mean there's points where Crofty is like talking out of his ass, but during like normal parts of the race,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, it's a lot of the drivers talking and it's not only the ones in the commentary box, but like, like Nico and Martin Brundle, they'll talk a lot, but then they go mm-hmm. back to like people that are not in the booth and get right. what they have to say. It's a lot of that. I mean, that's also just F1 races in general. It's a lot of just like talking about what could happen because it's F1. Right. But yeah, I think, um, I think, It's like if it was gone though, I wouldn't miss it. But it is nice because we just talked about oh, this broadcast without Rick Allen was pretty cool. It's like I like how they experiment,
0: right? For sure, it
1: changes up the broadcast, it you know, changes up the monotony of how we have it, right? So that's fair, that's fair enough, I guess. Um, it'd be cool if they did that more often if they rotated more commentators out, like, Mm -hmm. um, like what are you doing, you know, like.
0: I believe Diffie called Michigan. Friend. Let's have him call Michigan again. That was fun.
1: Do you remember that? That race. I do. I do. That, it was a nationwide race, I believe.
0: It was hmm. like
1: Dale Jarrett, Andy Petrie, Brad Doherty, and I think Rusty Wallace.
0: Oh, that one. Yeah.
1: Or that's it was one something
0: like it was something like that.
1: Yeah, they had like four color commentators, which that's a lot, but it was know, messy. Four-
0: it was messy. I I do remember that though
1: i want to watch it again now um yeah that that's my like second favorite thing to talk about the comedy mm. uh, broadcast because it's so interesting and you mm. know it, it's how we see the races obviously so it's important um yeah. sorry my dog's barking um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah moving on from nascar do you have anything else to say about walk Glen?
0: um no just that the hamlin and larson are tied now for the regular right. season points uh which is really interesting uh, we kind of touched yeah. on those 15 points, but uh, I kind of wish NBC would talk about that more rather than the cutoff line, because, you know, talk about the actual contenders for the playoffs rather than the guys who will be out in the first round anyway. Um, yeah, other than that, not much.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you're going, aren't you going to Indianapolis this weekend? I am, yeah. Yeah, Right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember if you mentioned it on the podcast yet. So I hope you weren't saving it for surprise.
0: <laughs> no, I, I have okay. a couple of times. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll be going with Kate who we had a few weeks ago on here. Right. So, yeah. right, right, right. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and we'll talk about Lisa, I, that Matt Weaver thing. Um, that article yesterday, I think it was mm. Matt Weaver. I'm pretty sure. It was. It yeah. talked about the brickyard road course and how some drivers actually kind of don't like how we're going to the road course. I we'll mm-hmm. say that for next week um like makes more sense for the race to happen you know <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um and I I didn't watch the Xfinity Road Course race there last year cuz I was um It was good. I I was, it was really good. Yeah. yeah, I was like not home um when that happened so mm-hmm. that I'm I'm excited to see both those races also IndyCar um which perfect transition to IndyCar let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, finally getting back rolling on the season um they went literally a month without racing which they called the summer break but I was just like mm, I hate this like it's just like like the Olympic break is fine but when you like mm-hmm. already didn't rates for two weeks before the Olympics came on I'm just like girl come on man but we've talked about their <sighs> schedule before now it's just like yeah yeah it. just little things there's a bunch of little things with IndyCar not honestly little things though medium-sized things mm-hmm. that keep kind of keeping IndyCar at this level that, that like we want it to be we want it to grow we love IndyCar we're passionate mm-hmm. about it we think it's the best motorsport kind of um kind because it's kind of the best motorsport but then I you would, see I a would race, say like, it is yeah it's just like I I have problems saying it because like in some areas I'm just like mm-hmm. what the fuck dude like for, sure. for Nashville, sure Nashville was a bit of a mess. Um and i'll just say this right now why can indycar drivers not restart like what is the problem i know nashville as a track for restarts was kind of a mess because they had them restart mm-hmm. in the tight street section which i feel like they should have just kept doing it on the bridge like how they had the start
0: right but whatever. um they they did that because they have to, they wanted to start finish line in front of fans
2: right it's like in front of the stadium
0: that's that's kind of why i get why you'd want that on for restarts at the very least it's like that makes well, sense yeah.
1: like it used to bother me like i don't know if they did restarts on the backstretch at mid ohio i think they just did the the start at mid ohio mm-hmm. on the backstretch, but and it kind of bothered me a little bit but then i realized it's actually not that deep um mm-hmm. i just think a restart it, it it doesn't ma- It doesn't have to happen at the start and finish line. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a road, like if it's a road course, like it doesn't really need to. And it mm-hmm. would have benefited them. I think the race would have been a lot better if they just simply restarted them on that straightaway. Even if Dalton right. Kellett, if Dalton Kellett didn't happen, because the start of the race was clean. Surprisingly, yeah.
0: I was praying for a clean first lap. We got that.
1: We got uh, that and
0: that was my biggest fear actually was a incident turn one it's like oh here we go we ended up getting the bad stuff but it's still like we had a clean first lap i think if kellett didn't stall we wouldn't have gotten that restart and the race would have been very smooth um it was just very unfortunate um the way that worked out um yeah I don't know. It's it is the restarts though. And I think it a lot of it did have to do with how tight the track is and that this yeah. is the time first time these drivers are on this new track. Right. A lot of I didn't watch this race. People were comparing it to like the first race at Baku for F1 was apparently a right. lot
1: like this. Apparently. Okay, really? Okay.
0: Um, so that made me feel a little better. So I was like, okay, yeah. maybe over time, like we'll get more used to it. Um, but Get, let's get all the negative out of the way first. Yeah, uh, sure. So, first of all, this, this race was promoted fantastically, marketed oh, wow. incredibly. Um, I, I wish we had this for the whole season. I'll get into that. But, like, we had, like, this was the only race I bet people knew about outside of the Indy 500, if you don't watch IndyCar regularly. Like, I saw people on my timeline on Twitter who only watched NASCAR who were talking about IndyCar. Right.
1: And like they said, this was like the second or third IndyCar race they've watched this year.
0: Right. And I'm just like, oh, there's a lot of pressure on IndyCar put into this because this is like you're putting all your eggs in this basket. Exactly. We don't don't know what's going to happen. This track is tight. We've never been here before. I'm just I'm I was very worried because I'm like, this is going to bring a lot of eyes to IndyCar that are gonna judge it based on what we see here. First lap was clean, I was like, oh, thank God. But then all hell broke loose. Yeah. Um, So yeah, what I wanna say is IndyCar needs to stop putting all of their work and effort and hopes into just one thing, right? Because, and I think it's mainly the track, the track promoted this race like crazy, which is awesome. I talked with this a little on Twitter with Shannon chick. We had her on here a few months ago. Um, I was saying it was all IndyCar, but she made, it, made me think, oh, actually, it's probably the track because the track actually promoted this race incredibly yeah. well. They wow. had a massive crowd come to this race, first time ever in Nashville. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And the, the NBC did a great job promoting it right my problem
2: after
1: the nascar race
0: right after nascar that that never happens very rarely yeah so i was just like man if this isn't good like that's not gonna be a good look you know and usually all this effort is put into indy right and that race is pretty good every year but then you get the incident which i didn't think was an incident but and 2020, the race ended under caution. All these NASCAR fans who only watch once a year were all mad about that, right? Yeah. So it's like, if we would promote the entire season, right, and market it the way they did Nashville, people would watch more. and People they wouldn't... would
1: see Road America.
0: Road America was probably the, one of the best races ever in IndyCar right. history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how people watch that, not all the NASCAR people didn't watch it yeah indycar's viewers is up 30 percent. i think this year you know that's really good it's just really frustrating yeah that it's like we're gonna put all of our effort into this race we don't know anything about and then it goes to hell in the first half of it i guarantee i i bet a lot of people tuned out i bet like
1: i don't know i literally went to walmart (laughs) you left and you're an indycar fan you left i needed to get stuff like Uh and i didn't want to wait till like monday because my work schedule is crazy but um Mm -hmm. i i I literally left for walmart at like lap it was a red flag it was a red flag fuck it i'm going to walmart like shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) but
0: my my point is i keep repeating myself i feel like but it's just okay messy races hurt more when there's so much put into it or it's like you have the nascar audience like that detroit race that was a clusterfuck that was the NASCAR audience was probably watching that one because it was either oh, it was Saturday right? race, something I don't know. Something it, I knew that there was a lot of people watching it. I don't right. remember. I think why. it was the one race that was on NBC because I don't think both. The maybe Detroit maybe that's it what it was. It was on NBC. Yeah. and it was just and like, oh my Saturday. god! It was just like, no, IndyCar is not like this. And then yesterday or Sunday, I was like, no, this is what IndyCar is. It was just really and you
1: also. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you also have to consider the F1 fans that the
2: have F1 started fans. paying attention. because yeah.
1: Marcus Ericsson and Roman Grosjean are in the series. Roman Grosjean really brought a, a lot of fans because oh, for sure. Yeah, like because I think they felt they felt obligated after the Bahrain crash. I think to, mm-hmm. to you know check in on them. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Over here in America. So, um, and then also Jimmy Johnson, obviously with the NASCAR fans. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of eyes on IndyCar. You already explained that. And yeah. and I'm not saying I'm not passionate about Indycar, but I feel like you are like a lot more passionate about it than I am. And that just speaks to like how passionate you are about it. And I think
2: mm-hmm. it's like
1: it just means a lot when you kind of vent your frustrations on here about it because uh-huh. they are really valid. Yeah. Um, they're important issues. Um, so I just wanted to point that out.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, all this stuff went into Nashville and then apparently some of the grandstands weren't finished being built for Friday and Saturday practice and qualifying and it's like well that's nice the budget um, went to
1: the promotion sorry
0: <laughs> yeah for the first time ever the budget went to promotion and marketing <laughs> sorry <laughs> um but apparently well, apparently those fans who had those seats for Friday Saturday got refund are gonna get refunds so that's good but it's like why wasn't that done you know, it's like they avoidable like stuff. Yeah, you had a yeah. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah. Um this race at Nashville, the second half, let's go into po- the some positives now. Right. The second half of the race showed this race has potential. Right. And it can be a good race. Because the second half of this race was awesome. I loved it. And watching Colton Herda race crazily through the field back up there and by the way that pit road thing that was dumb i don't the, the pit road exit was not good
1: oh but, i don't even remember the pit road that, exit
0: so let's explain that really quick so the pit road is really short right and some right. guys stayed out some of them pitted so colton hurda came off pit road and not all the cars were done going by who stayed out so the rules say that you would come in line wherever the Right, it's like the road. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, why weren't they gone already? But there was a safety car blocking the corner at right at pit exit. And so the pace car was going really slow around it. So like all these cars that were that stayed out were still passing pit exit as Colton was leaving the pits. It's like, come on. Then then now was confusion. NBC was like, no, I think the line's here. No, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so." Anyway, that made Colton have to start like middle of the cars who stayed out. So confusing yeah. for people that don't. NBC did a really good job, by the way. It was just like, "Oh my god, this is kind of embarrassing." It, it wasn't,
1: yeah, it wasn't their fault.
0: <laughs> no, I was just okay, like new
1: track things, new track things.
0: I, think. I was like so frustrated.
1: <laughs> and I wanted to mention, oh. I, I, mm-hmm. you probably remember me saying, I think street racing, IndyCar street courses. Like just the whole street racing is some of the mm-hmm. best indie car racing you can get. I don't know if Nashville really displayed the best of it because normally it's like it's cool to see indie cars like kind of make a little bit of mm-hmm. wheel-to-wheel contact because as we saw with Marcus Erickson going for a flight, indie cars are pretty durable compared to yeah. F1 cars, they can make a a bit more contact. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically like indie car short track racing, right? Um, mm-hmm. but then Nashville, i feel like because of how tight it was like tighter than most street circuits displayed the the things of street racing that can go wrong like yeah. crash because you've touched somebody like mm-hmm. then now both of you are going straight and you didn't have any room for error it's like so. if
0: one car misses the exit of a corner that's, what, corners, that's what we saw that happen everyone yeah. was stalled like so was traffic
2: and
0: then you like Pato and Rossi were side by side in that corner and then they went straight into the wall. So there's no room for two cars there. Um, And, you know, that's, it's fine, I guess, to have like a tight course, but it's also like, it needs to be raceable. And I think, like I've been saying, the second half of the race proved that it is raceable. Um,
1: Yeah, and it's got like, I think I, like Baku, for example, I enjoy those kind of weird street courses that have, very tight sections and Mm -hmm. then oh shit you're going flat out for like a mile like on this wide straightaway i think that's cool right Mm -hmm. because it's like you have to stay with the guy through the tight technical section just so that you are close enough to them once you get off um onto that straightaway so then you can pass him it's cool right um but i think nashville it was really tight i honestly you're not Monaco. You don't need to be that tight. I feel Like, like, bro, mm-hmm. like, there's, there's no, there's some. Like, I think Baku's like castle section. And it's just one little part of the track. Like, the other parts mm-hmm. of the track is they're wide enough. I feel like, right? Like Nashville, they had so like basically, if you were not on the bridge, you had like no room to right. go anywhere. It,
0: it was Ever- just kind of stupid. Everyone was worried about the bridge section when that was the least controversial part of the track. Dude, the whole time, I'm
1: just so. <laughs> you go. I don't like how y'all were fear-mongering the fucking bridge thing because, like, yeah, it could happen, but shut up. It's not. I hope it won't. Hey, be.
0: they had so many safety precautions for that in my mind. They had a 10-foot mm-hmm. barrier and the catch fence. Like, if a caller goes into catch fence, it's gonna go back on the track. That's how catch fences work.
1: That's the point. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that's for stock cars, they come back on the track after they bounce off.
0: They were prepared for absolute worst case scenario. They had divers down there, like they they were ready. Just, if some, it, it's it's scary to think about. It's yeah, scary, it. but
1: it's so funny at the same time.
0: But it's <laughs> like they were ready for the absolute worst case scenario. I think, which is right. good. And they safety. should be that's safety. But it's just funny. That was like the least controversial part of the track. Was the part everyone was talking about for months. <laughs> it's like. Y'all were worried about the wrong part. Um,
1: like Monaco, literally yeah. races on the water. I mean, it's different because it's not so above the water, but still, it's like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay,
0: so should we talk about the actual race?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, the the so, start was a
0: shit show. Um, <laughs> well. First off, Marcus Erickson went airborne and he landed in Victory Lane. Uh, that was fun. Um, right. When he yeah. when he, he went was t- airborne, I, guys,
1: he was just trying to take a shortcut.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw your tweet about that. He's like, he, he was trying, trying to jump over the other
1: side of the bridge. <laughs> yeah, it still worked out for him, but he was just trying to get a shortcut. I, I applaud the strategy. From yeah. honest, and, hey, it worked out. It worked Sebastian out. Sebastian Bourdais.
0: Um, he he did get a penalty for that incident. So he had to go to the rear of the field, I think, or something. And he still came back and won. like that was awesome. Um, you know, Marcus yeah. Erickson is really underrated. I said that when I picked him to win that one race, and you call me crazy. Uh, he's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Street both street
1: <laughs> circuits too. both street circuits.
0: yep. And you know, I made a tweet after mm-hmm. the podcast last week that was like, uh, the F1 drivers, specifically mentioning Grosjean, would like probably have a advantage here because it's a new circuit and they've raced Baku and Monaco before. And I mean, Marcus, yeah, I would say dominated tri- yeah. this race for the most part. I think Colton probably should have won the race yeah. if things went differently. Right, but yeah,
1: right, like he was the fastest car, but Marcus, he had a Strong holding on that last part of the race. Like Scott Dixon right, right. wasn't gonna really do much with him. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, um let's, let's talk about Dixon for a second because you made a tweet saying that he lost the race right. to NASI. Um ultimately it didn't happen, but Colton did get around Dixon and then was right. challenging Erickson. Yeah, because I um,
1: right. Go ahead. Because basically, what I meant because Colton Colton heard up. He was passing everybody. He was coming up through the field. So I assume once he gets to Marcus Erickson, it's game over. And Scott right. Dixon, being Erickson's teammate, is just, you know, Scott Dixon, he's talented, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has, you know, he's good. I assumed he was going to at least try to defend that. In open wheel racing, you know, you can't block, but you can still defend by planting your car, you know, at that inside line to mm-hmm. keep your opponent from like ducking under you a little bit. Scott did not defend at all and I was shocked because I'm like you just let Colton Hurta easily get by you could have held him up for like at least like I don't know like a few laps I'm trying to think of an example where we saw that just like a month ago like what 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 race was it it was probably an f1 race like months ago I don't know but anyways you can at least hold him up so you give Marcus more time but Mm -hmm. but then you kind of thought and it makes sense once you explain it to me that Scott was probably, Scott Dixon was probably just being safe because, mm-hmm. you know, that track, especially that corner coming off um, the bridge to where the start and finish line is um, yeah. kind of, a lot of people were eating shit. Um, Colton ultimately ate shit there um, yeah. in that corner. So I think him playing it safe and not trying to be aggressively like defending, I think mm-hmm. that makes sense because you don't want to wreck. And he ended up finishing what second, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Or third. I don't I got um I the thing with Dixon was that none second. of the cha- none of the championship contenders were around him either. Like Erickson is now pretty right. distantly in fifth in points, but like Herda is way too far back. I think Pilot was like low yeah. top tens, Joseph was had damage, he wasn't really a yeah. factor. Pado was not really a Just, factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean Dixon mm-hmm.
2: that was
0: Easily the best move, and I and I don't think he yeah he, he knew he wasn't going to win. I don't think because Marcus had yeah. a better car than him, and Herta was just a rocket. So it's like, why bother right. trying to do that when you can easily wreck here?
1: Yeah, Scott, did, exact, and Colton ended up wrecking, and yep. I think Scott Dixon, that's just such a <laughs> Scott Dixon move, just letting them go, and then yep. Colton. I mean, I have to imagine Dixon. He must have known how batshit crazy that track is, and just mm-hmm. like honestly, I'm in second right now. I'm just gonna chill. Scott spun. Pass.
0: Scott spun yeah. like twice in practices throughout the right. weekend. So he's like, yeah. I ain't messing around in the race. Hell no. Fuck no. I, I, so I
2: honestly,
1: yeah, like I, I have to agree with what you said to me. Like, yeah, no, that mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, right. it, and you know, he ended up finishing second instead of him and Colton could have crashed, you know, and then yep. all of a sudden, it's like how is Scott Dixon going to win this championship now? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Because mm-hmm.
2: now he, would, he's
1: what? Second in points.
0: And I would say he's probably in the best spot to challenge below of any of the other contenders now after mm-hmm. this race because Pado was... I not i don't even know where right. Pado was. And then Joseph had his damage. He's still got a top 10. So he's not out
1: yet. We it was 20th in yeah. a lot of that race so I was scared I just but. I just think Joseph needed to win not needed mm-hmm. to win but it's like he, there's not many races left and there's a big gap to make up I just think it would have really helped if he would have won that race like yeah. <laughs> just honestly and Pelo you're right about Scott Dixon because all Alex below does not need right now is like finishing outside the top 10 or something Mm-hmm. and most likely Scott Dixon is going to finish like what third yeah make up a bunch of points as soon as Oxpolo has a bad race Scott Dixon is going to make up at least half of that points lead Yep, easy free yep. for free because Pato obviously he's in third too inconsistent Marcus is even further he's a little bit further back than Joseph but you know Marcus isn't you know mm-hmm. setting the world on fire you know he just won um
2: Granville you know, holds
1: six in points, too, by, by the way. that's Oh, crazy. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, it's a bit bef- of
1: a gap, but still.
0: Before Nashville, Ganassi, like their Twitter, tweeted out something saying that Erickson, Dixon, and Polo have gained the most points of anyone in the field the last, like, four or five races or something. And then look who finished first and second, Erickson and Dixon.
2: Yeah.
0: It's like, mm-hmm. Ganassi's on a different level here, and... Dixon making up the second most amount of points in the last few races. If I was Polo, I'd be a little worried. Even, yeah, like, like you said, one bad race and Dixon's going to be right on you. And Scott yeah, Dixon's I think, probably the last person I'd want to be challenging for championship. Pato, I think, is, you know, iffy. And Joseph's is further back. So it's like, I'm Polo, I'm a little nervous.
1: Yeah. Right and I would say Polo, he finished seventh at Nashville, which honestly, coming back from that, and he he was in the back for a while. He was, he was struggling. I remember that. I just think that he's got to be so like lucky that he got out of Nashville mm-hmm. and skate. I like, think
0: Nashville was probably the biggest chance of a mess up for him, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um because if you look at the the rest of the tracks um there's still gateway though there's still gateway and you know oval racing you know how oval indie car can be um mm-hmm. so yeah we have five races left indy this weekend gateway portland um laguna seca and then i think long beach being the championship finale will be the most interesting a street course finale long yeah. beach they haven't been to long beach in a while um because of covid so you know if it gets, if it's a little close, um mm-hmm. like Alex Pelot, I don't think he's raced at Long Beach before either. He might not have. I, I don't, don't know. think so. Because he came to America last year Ooh. when COVID happened. Right. If Ooh. he hasn't,
0: that's it. That's- and he has to defend Scott Dixon for a championship. That's going to be really spicy. That'll
1: be interesting. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had no problem going to like, you know, Barber for the mm-hmm. first time and literally winning, you know, but
0: well he's still, more than capable of winning first try but i mean still
1: that's long beach isn't an easy long track. beach is, it's not the easiest track in the world like you know mm-hmm. it's not the hardest but it's 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 still street circuit you never know mm-hmm. you can't make that many mistakes um laguna seca i don't know if he's ever been there either like right did, i don't know if we went to portland last year i don't remember i don't think we no, did.
0: We, i don't think so no
1: yeah, but I think the last three races are tracks he's never been to before, which, you know, it's not mm-hmm. that big of a deal because he's proven that he can win first time out. But still, right, right, it's, it's something to think about when you're going up against Scott Dixon, who has done these tracks countless times. So right. that's going to get interesting. That's going to get interesting. And oh, man, if only NASCAR had this kind of championship where we could talk about Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin and how they're trying to win the championship with two different strategies but oh it's okay it's okay playoffs playoffs, <laughs> playoffs.
0: <sighs> um really quick want to touch on penske's day at nashville uh will power took out both passionode and mclaughlin at one point in the race
1: jesus christ <laughs> he was one driver away from making us pissed off <laughs> yeah
0: and then joseph i think when they had that stack up like traffic jam i think Joseph ran into Ray Hall and it knocked out the front end toe or something mm-hmm. on his car. Right. So, right. so he was off pace. And I'm thinking, so he was second at one point, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, Tim Sendrick, just keep him out there. They're going to keep wrecking. They're going to keep wrecking. Spread strategy. And then they kept, then they stayed green. I was like, oh, <laughs> never mind. Um, but, you know, Joseph did a really good job preserving. Uh, as many points as he could. He's about where he was before Nashville, I would say.
2: So, yeah.
1: I mean, take what you can get. Uh, right. Like He lost, like, he was three positions behind Polo, so he just lost a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um It could have been an opportunity to gain points because if Polo finished seventh, you know, be finished in the podium, okay, you just gained a lot of points on him. Right. Ugh, just... Mm it
0: hurts it hurts it hurts and then with power the thing with him is he's looking this might be his first season without a win i feel like we talk about that every season then he gets it but he has not won the season he probably should have you know that one race
1: at That's detroit fun. yeah
0: yeah but like he once again has not won this season and i think he's tracking to not finish top five in points for first time maybe ever if yeah because Mm-hmm. Maybe early in his career he didn't, but... I yeah, know he's 11th
1: points right now.
0: 11th? 11th. And oh he's my like, gosh. He's wow. over
1: 100 behind Marcus Erickson, who's in fifth.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, Alexander Rossi's 12th, too. That poor fucking boy. Oh my god.
0: Remember when Rossi he... said anything less than a championship is disappointing? He's
1: got to be miserable. 12th. I think he wants to leave Andretti. <laughs> I, I mean, I, that's not, that can't be the only source of his problems, but God damn, mm-hmm. he just cannot be happy. I I just feel bad for him because he's, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 2019.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he was one driver away from that championship, you know, Joseph. Yep. Joseph had a great season, so you yep. can't blame him, but damn. Man. Just damn. Damn,
2: uh,
0: damn. One more thing on IndyCar. Something you tweeted that really interested me was that all the multi time winners this season were all first time winners this year with Erickson, uh, Pelot, and Pato. Yeah. Only multiple, the only drivers, multiple wins this year, and they were all first time winners.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I just find that weird. It's so weird. Like, and then you add Rena's VK to a first time winner. Like, like Mm -hmm. seven of the races this year have been won by basically, not rookies, but, you know. Drivers who never Indy won before this season. Yeah, not car names. Like, this season has been so weird in a good way, in a good way, mm-hmm. because really interesting, you know. It, it honestly has not set in that Alex Pillow is possibly going to be an IndyCar champion. It, it hasn't yeah. set in.
0: You know, I said before the season started, like, you know, I bet there's going to be, like, six guys for the championship. There's still, like, six five that could win it technically and that came true but it's not with the people i thought it'd be i thought right. you'd have rossi power paginode uh you know like guys like that and now we have polo and pado which Pato i expected to run good but mm-hmm. polo and vk and erickson i didn't really expect to be this good this year
1: yeah no it is kind of strange um yeah, Again, in a good way, because we love mm-hmm. seeing the unexpected happen in sport. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, again, it just hasn't hit the Alex Below about to win this championship. Maybe. It's, possibly. It's, no.
0: So um, that 10 car hasn't won much since uh, Daria Franchiti left it uh, and Dan Wilden before him. So that'd be really cool if Pelosi could yeah, pull it off. Yeah, it would. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ganassi in general is having such a like, now you're resurgence because it's not like you know Scott Dixon. Well, it, it's really just been Scott Dixon for Ganassi, but now we're seeing like someone actually challenged Scott Dixon. Like he's right. not the he's getting beat by a teammate right now, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. for now. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I just find that interesting. Um, we keep saying one more thing with IndyCar because I, I forgot to finish my one point earlier. Okay, like- go ahead. IndyCar always messes up restarts and I know Nashville was like a, a weird track but it's like we've seen restart incidents so much in IndyCar like think about mm. like Texas this year Iowa last year um you can go back in history like when they did standing starts they had a mm. really messed up one at Indianapolis um when they did a standing right. starts at the road course I just feel like we don't see that in other open wheel series maybe I don't watch enough Maybe it's just bias because I only watch, mm-hmm. not only watch IndyCar, but I watch IndyCar more than other open wheel series. Um, It's just something I wanted to bring up because I feel like, you know, how, like, why does this keep happening? It's
0: I think just... a lot of the blame should probably be on the officials, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that Iowa incident, for example, they waved the green, then they called it off. So half the field was stopping, half of them are still going. Right. and And they actually... That Erickson, when he went in the air
2: right. They
0: actually, they stayed green Right, and everyone on Twitter is like, why did they stay green So I thought about it And it's like, well, if they would have thrown the caution You would have had another car go airborne Because of the Iowa incident last year With Colton going airborne. Yeah, I think if they would have thrown the exactly. caution there You would have had, it would have been nasty tight mm-hmm. Yeah, so they made the right call there um, As for other Restarts, I don't I don't know it's weird. It does happen in IndyCar though.
2: It,
1: yeah, no, exactly. It's IndyCar a lot. Like Formula One. I mean, they Formula One they have restart crashes. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at um, it was uh the Italy the Italy race, not Monza, the Magello mm-hmm. Magello. They have a big restart crash. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see it in F one too. But it's like IndyCar. It's so common. Like, is it just the drivers are like, do they just suck at restarts? Like, it, is it just a? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It happens on ovals, street courses, road courses, um, standing starts, rolling mm-hmm. starts. It's like, I don't even know how you fix it because I don't know what the actual issue is with it. Right. So, I don't know. It's just something I wanted to bring up for y'all to think about. And
0: another one is the Gateway 1 start right, last, last year. year. That's another Completely one.
1: Completely forgot about that. Yeah, nothing. you can name, like, five in the last yeah. two years. I could,
0: I could probably keep listing them if I thought about it. Yeah, there's a lot. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so... I don't know, IndyCar. Again, little things that kind of make IndyCar look bad. It's just that's one. I feel like that's one of the things.
0: (laughs) It it hurts. (laughs) It it really hurts.
1: IndyCar is our baby, man.
0: And, you know, to close this off, one thing that did make me feel better about Nashville is that NASCAR has their crazy ass races often. Formula One (laughs) even does. Even Formula One does. Hungary was
2: fucking
1: crazy.
0: Right. And IndyCar does. They've had what? It's two normal races like that this year. So, like, yeah. I'm like, okay, this happens. The Formula it's One fans have seen it. NASCAR fans are they live with it? So
1: NASCAR wants it to happen every week. That's the problem. NASCAR right. thr- like NASCAR thrives off it. Thrives. They're like, oh yeah, more, more, more. Like IndyCar is more like, yikes! It's okay. That it's okay, but
2: like, mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: let's not do that again. So
0: that made me feel better, though, because you have a lot of Formula One fans watching now. So it's like they've, they've seen this. And we've had two in IndyCar this year, I want to say. Maybe three. Yeah. So that made me feel better. It's like, okay, not everything's lost because we had a bad,
1: a bad start. but And it's yeah. not because of street racing. Like I saw no. someone on Twitter say that. Like, street racing is not. Yeah. Like, there so, are some poorly designed street courses,
2: but, like, damn.
0: Like, that was a NASCAR fan saying that NASCAR should never run a street course because of the national race. It's like, tell me you've never watched a street court race without telling me you've never watched a street court race. Like, exactly.
1: On. Like, St. Pete is a really good track for IndyCar. Um, yeah. Same thing with Detroit, low-key. So, I'm just like, mm-hmm. but whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I think we're um, finally done talking about IndyCar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's talk about Indianapolis really quick. I know you want to talk about more about it next week. Um oh, yeah no, lead into our race picks uh, This is going to be the first cup race On the road course uh, Not the oval um, It's not called the Brickyard 400 anymore It's uh, just on the road Verizon.
1: course Verizon, Verizon 200 something. Penske getting that money <laughs> Yep, Penske He <laughs> getting that money, bro. <laughs> so this is the uh,
0: Long-awaited header NASCAR IndyCar I hope we do more of these in the future Not just at Indy Um, what are your expectations let's just go with that what are your expectations for NASCAR uh, on the road course
2: Um,
1: I think it will be pretty like a lot of the road course races this year besides like Coda and Daytona which honestly could just be from a lack of like track experience Mm -hmm. because they'll give them like five minutes of practice they've been pretty tame like Sonoma Watkins Glen Road America, I think that was pretty... That was, that was okay. That was tame. That was tame. Yeah. Kota um, was only
0: a mess because of the rain, but there's anything supposed yeah. to be Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, indie Road Course, yeah, it's a new track, but it's like, it's honestly one of the more simpler road courses. Um, mm-hmm. I think... I For some reason, I see it being pretty tame with possibly an exciting finish. Basically, the Xfinity race last year, I think. I didn't actually yeah. watch it and just know the finish, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the vibe I'm getting. I think it'll be, you know, a good race because I enjoyed Watkins Glen for what it was. And I right, think, right. if I'm honest, we're going to see more of Kyle Larson versus Chase Elliott. And I, I honestly, mean. I wish we had a full season championship. I'm not, I mean, I don't know if Elliott's a championship contender, but I just love seeing a little, maybe a rivalry start between those two because mm-hmm. I think it's good for the sport to see kind of a, mm-hmm. a team rivalry kind of happen. Um, with two right. of the biggest stars, I mean, they're honestly the two most popular drivers. So, right, you know, I I just think it's good, and I'm excited. But you also have to consider Truex, right? I mean, he had a great right. run at Watkins Glen. Um, really, JGR in general, we we already talked about mm-hmm. HMS and JGR. I mean, you know, I I feel like if you're gonna pick somebody, it's gonna be from those. And I'm yeah. not telegraphing who I'm picking because I haven't actually thought of it yet. But. <laughs> <laughs> But, I have an idea
0: yeah. of who I want. I have a couple picks.
1: I mean, yeah, like, you know, you know how it goes. I'm just right, like, right. who do I actually pick, though? Because I get one pick. And it's always, you always got to think about it a little bit. Um,
0: Right. Well, are you like, ready to make our picks? Um, we'll start with NASCAR.
2: Right, um, right.
0: Who's going to win the inaugural Indie Road Course race for the Cup Series?
1: I'm glad they're not calling it, like, the Brickyard 400k yeah. or something but at the same I'm, time I'm it's just like it's just like it's so weird. the 400 just doesn't exist anymore it's just yep. mm, i don't like that but you know we'll save that for next week um yeah yeah shoot you know what hmm what who do i pick like i there's a lot of good picks
0: i feel a lot of really solid picks you'd go with You know, Zach, you should go with, like, Quinn Half. I think he might have a breakout week.
1: Or Jimmy Johnson, since apparently he wants to go back NASCAR (laughs) racing. Maybe he will. (laughs) Wait, that would be crazy if he jumped in, like, a Ganassi NASCAR this week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because y'all saw that tweet, right? He said, like, he hasn't flipped yet in a race car. (sighs) Never mind. I don't know how to explain it.
0: He's going to run Talladega. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just to flip it.
1: Dang it. I have a pick. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just like now my computer's freezing. Okay, yeah, sorry. Anyways, um yeah, I have it. I have it. I have okay. it. Okay. okay, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. All right. No, wait. Shit, I'm so decisive.
0: <laughs> what are the vibes?
1: Oh the vibes. I got it. The vibes were off last week. I got it wrong. No. I got
2: it. Okay. I got it.
1: No, I got it. I got it. All right. I'm ready. Okay. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Chase Kyle Elliott.
0: Larson.
1: Oh, shit. Oh. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fucking around no more. Alex, I got so close to picking him. That's, I got so close. I got so close. I ain't messing around no more. I need to win. <laughs> Look at him. I'm picking Kyle Larson. <laughs> I need to win. He better not oh. win this week. Oh, damn he it. better.
0: <laughs> he better. He's work, he's helping you wreck out my pick. What's he gonna do? Wreck himself? Not like that matters. He could, I guess. Yeah, he will. Don't have you seen him?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, now he Are will wreck because you picked him. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> God um, damn it. <laughs> oh
0: man. My backup pick was gonna be Chase. Right. And then, so if we would have picked Larson Chase, my third pick was probably going to be Truex.
1: Because even if we um, do pick the same people, it's, like, every, like, few weeks. It's just, mm-hmm. like, like we pick from the same small pool. It's just, like, which ones are we actually going to go with? Right, right. Because we could fuck each other up.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh. Mm. It was so hard to pick Chase. It, I'm, so, I'm serious. It was so mm-hmm. hard. I was just, like... But Kyle I... Larson, I think...
0: You know Larson won Sonoma and Watkins Glen, right? Right. So, but a few years ago, we would have said a few years ago we would have said Larson swept the road courses. um,
1: Right. That's fun. I, I could see the battle
0: from Watkins Glen continuing this weekend.
1: Yeah, and really, if Chase doesn't have issues, I feel like he's low key the faster car, especially for I think the type of road course they're at. Mm-hmm. i think Kyle will get chase beat at sonoma but sonoma and indy road course they're very different and i think right. chase probably is going to be better at this trap i guess i don't know and chase did
0: win the daytona road course last year the first right. time they're they it.
1: it this year so mm-hmm. just saying so
0: yeah and by the It'll way if, Chris- if christopher bell wins this weekend i'm gonna be pissed
1: good Fuck you. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he does win this weekend. It's
0: like and
2: then Chase second.
0: <laughs> Larson wrecks himself to let Bell win. I'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? Um anyway. <laughs> IndyCar. Um Shit, yeah. mm. I've had a pick for this and it's kind of risky, I feel.
1: Oh. <clears throat> but,
2: I'll, I'll keep uh,
1: telegraphing unless you're fucking with me. We're, this yeah. is you no know, our indie car battle though. We're tied. This get, this is getting so intense. This is getting yeah, so intense. We are
0: tied. Uh, yeah, I've gone back and forth, but I think I'm gonna do it. The the vibes have been there. I've talked with Kata about this. I know who actually. you're picking.
1: I can tell. I just feel like I know who you're picking.
0: Really? Well, I'll who is it? I'll tell you. you.
1: I'll oh, tell you okay. No, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know we'll be ballsy if I made that my pick too. <laughs> so that I fuck no, I, yeah. won't, I won't. I won't. Hold on, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Hmm. Okay. No, I. Okay. Oh no, actually, I think I. I there's two ideas where I know you're picking, but I'm gonna. Okay. Oh, fuck! I'm sorry. I'm indecisive. <laughs> no, I'm gonna pick him. I'm gonna. I got him. I got him. Okay. okay Are you ready? Okay. Five, mm-hmm. Three, two. One, Alex Pelot. Roman Grosjean.
2: I knew it! I, knew it! <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew
1: it. I knew it. I fucking knew it. How? How did who did it? you I pick? Thought I thought you were going to pick Simon, but I was like, no, he's going to pick Roman. He's going to pick Roman.
2: Yeah. who you and
1: pick? The other French guy. Alex Pelot.
0: Oh, Pelot. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. But Grosjean? Do- not dominated but he's really good at the other indie gp and i'm like listen he's getting better and better i think he's going to close the deal off at a indie this weekend and get a win yeah that's
1: fair enough. yeah um honestly <laughs> i i i low key wanted to pick joseph cuz i know he's pretty decent here but i wanted to i <sighs> i don't know i just wanted to be safe and i think
0: mm-hmm.
1: i don't know i hello I think is getting-
0: Pillow is probably the safest pick. Yeah. Honestly.
1: Yeah. Like, it's just... But, and I think Dixon's kind of struggled at the last few races at this track, too. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. This track is didn't, so interesting. I think Dixon we, won at this track last year, didn't he? Well, yeah, but here's the thing, though. We This is our fifth race at this track in the last two seasons. True. Like, fair I feel like a lot can change when you mm-hmm. race at the track so much. And it's also... Um, it's, it still is kind of one of the simpler route courses, which mm-hmm. is not a bad thing. I think simpler tracks kind of they're, they're really entertaining to me because you almost have to really be even more perfect. Uh-huh. You know, you have to be even better because it's like an easier track. Right. Um,
0: and that's another reason why I'm picking Grosjean. This is his second visit here for him. He was already really good here his first visit. I think he's going to be better and better. And I don't know. I the vibes are there for me. I really think it's gonna happen.
1: And, it, and that would be huge if he wins that. Like it would be huge. that big mm-hmm. stage. I feel like that'd be a big deal. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I if, bet it'd make him want to do the Indy 500 if he won there. Oh, I bet and, he. Yeah. he
0: is going to run Gateway uh, the week after. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's done a test or two, and it was announced he's gonna test, and he really liked it. So he's gonna run the race. Okay, that's so, fair enough. So that'd be that's first oval. Um, if you would have picked Grosjean, but you—that is who you thought I was picking—was Grosjean.
1: At, yeah, at first it was Simon. <laughs> but I was like, no, that's stupid. It's probably Roman Grosjean. Mm-hmm.
0: So if you would have picked Grosjean, I was going to pick Ericsson again.
1: <laughs> okay, hey, Erickson's so, your boy. Erickson's I, I your know. Boy. You know He's, he hasn't let you down yet. I don't like picking Alex below. I just really did not. If I'm honest my vibe meter for this race was not very good with how unpredictable indycar has been and also mm-hmm. they didn't race for like a month so right yeah yeah i didn't feel like picking joseph mm-hmm. though because i don't think we're going to get the championship this year if i had to call it now so
0: right um joseph is an expel colors this weekend i learned i don't I think No, least. he's
1: definitely not winning this weekend though. <laughs> he's definitely not winning. Like, you know what I mean? If it's not the Atachi car, no, he's not gonna win. Sorry. PPG. Um,
0: what was I gonna say? Oh, uh wanted to ask, since this is also the second visit for first time outside of Texas, uh, for Scott McLaughlin and Jimmy Johnson, how do you think they're gonna do in their second sure. visit?
2: Because I think uh, Roshan's gonna
0: be super strong, but about those two
1: jimmy scott how where has scott been running like where is he in points the fact probably scott Scott probably
0: fell a bit after nashville because he had a rough race
1: he's 13th like right not right behind but like behind power and rossi Mm. um i think scott a top 10 would be good for scott in my opinion Um, and then jimmy if i'm honest jimmy he's He's still at the point where he needs to be finishing the race. Yeah. Um, not maybe not lead lap, but it's like not off the pace. Right. Um, like beat a few cars. Yeah. Cody Ware will um, be
0: there. He's been okay, racing. It'll
1: be him. <laughs> I'm not talking shit. I'm not talking shit. I'm just being mm-hmm. real. I, 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 Dalton I Kelly will be probably be there. With... Dalton Kelly
0: will be there. So oh my
1: god, that poor boy. That poor boy. That fucking four <laughs> car. That four oh. car is ass. That mm-hmm. car breaks down every week. Yeah. Like I feel bad for him.
0: All right. Anything else for uh this week, Zach? Before we uh wrap it up.
1: I wanted to mention two things. Number one, the anniversary of our podcast is in a few weeks. I just it realized is. it is. And then the IndyCar season has like a month and like two weeks left, I believe, roughly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's interesting. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: um yeah. So I will be at the indie GP this weekend. Uh, I'm not going to say
2: home. much
0: on. I'm not going to say much on Twitter though. But like, if I meet Joseph, y'all will know. <laughs> y'all will know. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm
1: excited for you.
0: Yeah, I'm. I've been to Indy before, but not the not a race. So this is gonna right. be so exciting. I'm so. Excited. And seeing
1: yeah. an Indy car race and a NASCAR race in the same weekend—that mm-hmm. must be kind of interesting to see the comparison. Yeah. Same day, Xfinity and mm-hmm. um, Indy. So that'll be cool.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm planning on Friday, Saturday, gonna like go all out, and Sunday during the NASCAR race, gonna be like my chill day i don't care as much (laughs) Mm -hmm. no that's gonna be relaxing and not trying to meet a certain someone and uh yeah just vibing
2: (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) meet a certain someone that's funny (laughs) (laughs) well i wish you luck in that um yeah thank you yeah that's all i got um thank y'all for listening i enjoyed today's episode um and yeah um we'll see y'all next week
0: Make sure to follow me on Twitter at New Gaiden. Zach has a new Twitter handle. Oh, DreamyZach
1: Yeah. Sorry. Dreamy Zach GP
0: game. is very cool. I really like that. And then uh, follow the pod, gay racing pod. Um, yeah. Tell so your friends you, about it. Yeah, tell your friends, be gay, uh, watch IndyCar. It was it's not like Nashville, I promise. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.